The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. What is happening? Oh, we are back for another episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show, where the hosts are goofballs talking about a sport where the balls are goofed. My name is Nick Pollock, and I'm joined <laughs> by the only one here with a sports Emmy, Alex Fast. Welcome, Alex. I haven't even, I haven't, I've had such a crazy long day with a bunch of other personal stuff, so I haven't really processed that. But before we get into that, I just mm. love the notion of you at like 1 a.m. walking around your apartment being like, What's the line today? What am I going to do with goofed? <laughs> what am I going to, how am I going to get goofed in here? Yeah. Uh, so that's great. Sports Emmy. What a wild day. Crazy. So well-deserved uh, for your amazing work with MLB VR. And uh, it's just adding, of course, to your accolades, your star ascends, all of that. No surprise to any of us. We're like, oh yeah, of course, Alex Fast has another award. <laughs> um, I do want to give a shout out, of course, to our producer, Eric Mira. Um, who is doing all these wonderful things with the Nick and Alex baseball show. And I will say, I uh, after last week, it was a fantastic first run. We can't thank all of you watching live on Twitch right now uh, for being a part of it, because that's what this is. It's a live show. We want you to feel like you're a part of it. And uh, Alex and I talked after about what we want the show to be. And we're going to, it's going to be a little bit different today. A little bit mm -hmm. more fun, a little bit more live, and just the feeling of segments and just, goofing around about baseball. I mean, look, every week I'm going to have a different uh, pitcherless shirt. I've got to live every day like it's NOLA day, the new revamped one. Of course, what is the, yeah, that's a new shirt, you bandwagoner. Oh my God. The who do you think, who do you think, you get three guesses. Who's on the back of this shirt, Nick? I, uh, okay. Eric Bedard. <laughs> no, great guess. Sydney Ponson. It, it, this is an Oriole jersey for those listening on yeah, the podcast I mean, right it, now. The last one is between two. Uh, I'm going to okay. go with Brian Roberts or Manny Machado. Ah, no, it is. Wow, that is something more. Oh, Nick Markakis. Nick Markakis. RK. All right, beautiful. Wow. Nick Markakis. It should be Adley Rutschman. That's right, Kyle. I uh, wore that one two days ago. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so we've got a lot of things we're going to do. We're going to, of course, as promised, those of you watching via Twitch and are inside the chat, we are going to be giving away PL Plus, and it starts right now. And we're going to be showing you a, a image of a pictureless player page. And you watching on Twitch, don't type it out before we show it. You know, don't type it out. Eric, whenever you're ready, just, just slap it on there. Uh, you are going to have to identify who this mystery pitcher is. Okay, here's their beautiful page. For those at home, is a 625 year rate and 157 whip. But he's got a 28% K rate and he's got only a 6% walk rate. He's actually 11th in the majors in hard contact, allowed at 19%. He has a fastball around 94, 95. Think about who that could be. High ground ball rate, 66%. Save it. And then at the end of this show, we'll let you know when to put it into chat, and you'll be eligible to win a free month of PL+. Plus. So you got to watch this live 10 p.m., 11 p.m. every single Tuesday night at twitch.tv slash pitcherlist. The fast, what's first? What are we doing today? I think I got it. I'm not going to say it, obviously, but I think yeah. I got it. Before we have them guess, I want to guess, too, because I don't know this one. Okay, I don't know so who this person later is. On. Later on. Yeah, yeah. it's going to be later and, on. This is going to be later on. Okay. Yeah. So the first thing that we're going to dig into today is we're going to start a little out there. We go we out there. A billion things. We're going to start go. a billion things that we could talk about right really? now. So what are we going to do? We're going to have our producer, Eric, spin the wheel. 
Yeah. And he's going to let us know what we should be talking about first. What should we be talking about? What is it, Eric? Eric, let us know. You guys ready? Yeah, let's hear it. I'm going to need you guys to say something nice about the Cincinnati Reds. Oh. (laughs) Say something nice about the Cincinnati Reds. Okay. All right. Uh, Not not going well today. You know, tell her Molly again. Um, Look, Hunter Green, I got to say, I appreciate the fact that he's changed what he's doing. You know, okay. Hunter Green comes in. He's like, oh, I've got this 100-mile-per-hour fastball. I'm just going to throw it as hard as I can and whatever. And it didn't go so well. So what does he do? He's now throwing more sliders than fastballs and having success with that. I think that's pretty cool for a guy realizing so quickly he has to change what he's doing, adapts, and is having success with it. I think that's awesome. Good stuff, Cincinnati Reds. It's tough for me to I uh, so last year I got really amped on the Cincinnati Reds. They were my 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 like March to October team in MLB the show, even though they they did me wrong. You remember when I went to their stadium for my bachelor party and oh, all yeah. I wanted to do was buy a Joey Votto jersey. Right, and you they had to do it. <laughs> they had to go to a warehouse and I sent it to Joey Votto. Like, I'm at, I'm at Great American Ballpark. I don't. I cannot. I, there's no Joey Votto jerseys, and I went to the line, the, the front of the line. What were they selling? I didn't like cut the line. I like went to the you know waited in line, and I was like, "You guys have any Joey Votto jerseys?" And the woman behind the counter was like, "Did you send that tweet?" And I was like, "Oh no! <laughs> like, oh my god!" I'm Look so at you, sorry. my God. That you know, is I, your I'm, influence. I'm, you are an well, MLB no, influence. It's, it's not my influence. They have a social yeah, um, media team. No, yeah. they have a social media team that yeah. runs through. They went uh-huh. to a warehouse. They got it. But I'll, I'll keep with Joey Votto. Joey Votto's walk-up music today was Jolene by Dolly Parton. Of course it is. And I, it's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Like, I love that. I think he is just fantastic, obviously, not having the season that people wanted to be having. He, he says he's going to be able to turn it around. I believe Joey Votto. I was going to go with Nick Lodolo because I think there's a lot of promise there, and I'm excited yeah, for him the, to finally come back from the IL. Yeah. But when it's going to take some know. time, you know, and it's, and it's very frustrating there. Uh, what jerseys were they selling instead of Joey Votto? Man, I don't even remember. I, I, I like I, I, I just remember like thinking I was like in an episode of Punked, like where it's just like it, it would be like walking to to Yankee Stadium and not having a Stanton or a Judge. Yeah, like, it just didn't yeah, make that any just sense to me. No, yeah, it's like the only person I can think of. Almost is like in 2017 or something. So or 18. Yeah. And who else was on that team? I don't know. Yeah, this uh, was like pre-Jonathan India. Like, yeah. Oh, crazy. yeah, way, way back then. This is, I feel so old thinking of 2018 at this point. That was pre-COVID. Okay. I, mean, I, know, I, was, uh, I was only 40 back then. <laughs> Your hair looks great. I got to say. <laughs> you know, the Just for Men is working super well. Um, <laughs> oh so. <my> <laughs> Um, all right, so now we are both 34. Just to clear the air, people still say my middle name is Nicholas Peter Pollock, and it is not. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, sometimes the jokes go so far that people think it's real. Alex Fast is three weeks older than me. That is mm-hmm. it. All right. We just had some wonderful birthdays. They were great. We and it feels old. It absolutely does. Um, so as we continue with this, we're gonna we're gonna go into our next segment. It's our thing of the week and this is really an opportunity for each of us to really talk about the thing that we want to right it's not necessarily going a tirade or a diatribe about something just about hey i really wanted to bring this to the table and i want to talk to alex about this right so i I'm, I'm curious this week what has really been on your mind fast this i feel like a hypocrite uh, that's it yeah. uh, oh okay well you know what <laughs> hey, have a good, good to see you Nick. great okay Thanks. Um, I understand that one of the biggest things that the sport um, has going against it is how long it takes a prospect to reach the big stage, right? Yeah. The reason why the MLB draft is never going to be as big as any other sports draft is because you need to wait, like, you know, on average, probably two or three years at the least before you're going to be seeing a top prospect come to the bigs, right? Right. Yep. With that said, I don't think any starting pitcher prospect should debut as a starter i think Mm, they should all debut in relief what no yeah yeah, no i do i do no i do so so you're like you're adhering to like the alex reyes situation well Um, yeah that didn't work quite so well but yeah no it didn't uh Mm -hmm. every i mean the rays do this and it drives us nuts a lot Mm mm-hmm I, I mean, I know there are others like Aaron Ashby is, has mm-hmm. been going through. I'm really excited this week that he's finally going to be starting. 
Uh, but man, so you want that like Tanner Houck, all that confusion. Uh, I I think it's maddening. And it, I think it's something where these guys like you're saying in the sake of of helping them to make it less hurt when they arrive. Is that the idea? I, so there's so much pressure on a, on a on a pitcher just to perform regardless of their prospect orientation or not, mm-hmm. right? And oh. it is very rare. The stories of appearing and dominating immediately are quite rare. Like the mm-hmm. the golden goose is the Steven Strasburg, and to be honest, have we seen anything that comes even close to Steven Strasburg's debut? Just I mean his goatee, we haven't even seen anything close to that either. So exactly, yeah. I do think it would be beneficial to. These guys are taking a big jump from AAA to the MLB, right? There's a considerable jump in talent that is happening there. You're facing the best hitters in the world. Right. Let them set them up for success. Give them an opener. The other reason it popped into my head, Rowanzi Contreras had a really good start today. He didn't even really have his best stuff. He was able to elevate his four seamers up, and that was great. His slider was a little bit inconsistent, but I think he had five innings pitched with like five Ks. I think he had maybe one or two walks, no earned runs. Mm -hmm. And I do really think that a big reason for his success was he was able to come up with Pittsburgh, take the pressure off of being a starting pitcher, get to know major league hitters a little bit more and have success. And listen, you hit the nail on the head. The Rays do it. That's a pretty good model. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I, I hate it. And I'll never let you uh, do that again. Um, Just don't, just don't own a team. Okay. Don't be a team owner. Don't institute this. I need my fun. Don't take my fun away from me. Okay. All right. I understand that. Okay. Um, the thing I want to talk about, you're going to hate too, because you're like, no, you shouldn't be talking about this, Nick. And I don't care. I'm letting it loose fast. I have right, so many, I have so many stat ideas. <laughs> well, how did you know what I was going to say? <laughs> uh, I'm obsessed with hard contact rate. And I believe, you know, and I, I, had, I had this rant earlier in the week during the list stream. I, I just believe so hard. Alexander Chase did a really great job identifying that, hey, hard hit percentage with baseball savant is over a bad ball event, and we should be using it for hitters across plate appearances. It just tells a better story. It's it's just a better indication of, of success. Same also with hitter, uh, pitchers. When we see high, hard, hit con, uh, hard hit allowed on a strikeout pitcher, totally different than it is with like Dallas Keuchel because ultimately there are fewer hard hit balls, right? And I realize the same thing applies to pitch types. If we do... You know, I'm doing hard hit percentage or sorry, hard contact relative to batted ball events. But a lot of times guys are using these in in situations where you want to know if I throw a curveball, what are the chances of this pitch resulting in a hard hit ball? And I haven't had the time to to do the research on this and actually, you know, put out this article and win that FSWA award to combat you. And I maybe I will. But this is just haunting my mind of just, I believe if we do hard hit over 100 pitches thrown, mm-hmm. uh, instead of over plate appearance or over uh, a batted ball event, I think we'll have a better indication of that pitch's success in the field. And then you can go to even another level and say, if we take strike percentage and then in some way um, put in hard contact, it could be kind of minus hard contact percentage, something along those lines. Essentially saying, is he throwing strikes and how often are those strikes getting demolished? I think there's a lot you can do there. And I can't get this thought out of my mind. And I, the reason I'm saying it is because I know that I'm so busy that I can't just like spend a week doing this. And it needs to go out into the world. Uh, a, I might just I might work with some of our guys. I don't know, but I, I can't a, get my mind this out is, of this. This is too nerdy. Don't want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> too nerdy for baseball talk. This is the baseball show. This is not yeah, the end of the other stuff. This is too it's nerdy. Fine. It's yeah. too nerdy. I don't care. This, this podcast, B. Alex, doesn't care about stats. A B. B. Wait, there's a B. I know. I went to Snopes.com oh, and I looked up strike percentage and oh. it said it was fake news. It said it was fully uh, fake news, I, Nick. I'm not gonna I, let you. I'm not gonna let you look, put strike when you, when percentage. You when you go, you know, tonight you're in bed. You're thinking about all oh, man, all the woes of Tokyo today. You know, you're worried mm-hmm. about that. You're gonna reflect back on this and go, oh, that Nick Pollock. I think he's finally answered what foul balls are about. And oh yeah, I sent you that thing too. And that's yeah. another conversation for another week. But fine, fine. Let's let's move on. Let's okay. move on to our, our, our next segment, and hopefully it's not a void, um, because I believe you have a new base hits to show. Uh, so, Eric, if you want to roll the tape, as Alex describes us, please. 
We got the bullet. I, I wish we could have just had just your face, the ending just plastered of that the, the bug-eyed look and just staring at the at the at the camera. I will I, say yeah. I do th- I do think it was very funny. I, I I learned my lesson last time we did this because I made it about Alex Cobb and he was pitching that night. And uh, the yeah. stat that we referenced in the base hits, which was how Alex Cobb was the only qualified pitcher to have not given up a barrel. How many uh, was moot, just fully moot. Um, so this one is not moot. And for the purposes no. of this conversation, we should we should get into it. This was a little bit surprising to me. If you listen mm. to uh, uh, on the corner last night, Nick ruined it like a dingus. Well, but- I mean, yeah, but you couldn't get that one past me. You made it back to like, oh, you're not going to know this. Like, oh, I know this one. I tried to get it past you just like his fastball. I tried to get it past you and I couldn't get it past you. And this was the, the top swinging strike rate on four seamers right now. It belongs to a Milwaukee brewer, but it's not Brandon Woodruff and it's not Freddie Peralta. It's Eric Lauer. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That's insane to me. Yeah, it is. It, it, does that it, not it, does that not surprise you with all the great four seamers? Well, surprising is suggesting as if like I wasn't aware of this and haven't been tracking okay. it from from the start. He was at twenty two point five percent. Now it's down to twenty percent. You know, he had one start where it wasn't double digit. It's it was four only four whiffs in that four seamer. I was like, ah. But yeah, mm-hmm. Eric Lauer is doing. I mean, he's doing better than I thought. I remember in the offseason, I was like, oh hey, maybe Eric Lauer is good. Thinking he'd be at ninety two point five on his fastball, but he's been at ninety three point five, or actually like ninety four a lot. Like what? Uh, it's really, really cool, and uh, it's a good base hit. Uh, maybe Eric can try again because we actually can play the video. Yeah, let's it give him another good. shot. Let's give him another shot. All right, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. it. Here we go. Base hits. I'm ready. Roll the tape. The best swinging strike rate on a four-seam fastball belongs to a Milwaukee Brewer, but it isn't Brandon Woodruff. It isn't Freddie Peralta. It's Eric Lauer. Yeah! We did it. We We did did it. it. We did it. All right. Now, Nick, are are you a Red Hot Chili Peppers fan? I love their greatest hits album. You'll have the greatest hits album. The I don't, one I don't really like abs. much else. Just that. Oh, okay. Yeah, so there, there's a conversation to be had about how One Hot Minute is actually maybe the best Red Hot Chili Peppers mm. album. Uh, and maybe that's a conversation for a different day. But I'm, I'm yeah, kind of ready to absolutely. defend that take with anyone. <laughs> well, I'm sure Chris Towers, we can get him and uh, mm-hmm. he'll he'll talk about it. with you. I will say I was upset in that at Lauer video for two reasons. One, you got a foul tip. So it didn't feel as legitimate of a whiff. And sure. two, it was only at 93. That dude pumps 96 at times. And you gave That's... me a 93 foul tip for my boy, Eric Lauer. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to throw my fantastic editor, Josh Sperry, under the bus. He chooses the clips. <laughs> I just got this green screen. I will say, though, all joking aside, Josh Sperry is a wizard. There was a part in this base hits where I said it is. And then he cut away to a big video of John Cena. Uh, and I nixed oh, it. Nice. So there is a director's cut of yeah, that out there. Yeah, hopefully the he can put that one out. And I got to say, he did it against Ronald Lacuna, which I'm amazed that Sperry allowed to do it as a massive Atlanta fan. Mm. I, but uh, I guess, you know, fast, we've gotten to that point in our show that uh, we have to take a quick break. And what we want to talk about today is if you're listening to this soon, we're going to be on Apple Podcasts. We're on all the places going to be. If you're listening to this on uh, the main feed, this is the last time it's going to be on the main feed. It's only going to be on the, on that out, Nick and Alex baseball show podcast feed on Apple, not on the fancy baseball feed. So make sure you subscribe to that. You don't miss it every single week. This is uh, easily the most fun podcast I do now. I can't, I, I gotta say, this is so entertaining and I absolutely love it where, well, you know, it's not just about just... the numbers. It's not the talking heads. It's just us talking about our favorite thing. That's baseball. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that whole thing about hard contact made me take a snooze. <laughs> but um, you know what we should do? Too? Are you? Are you? Are, do you have any beverage? Do you have a beverage you're drinking this week? Uh, I, I I do. Actually, what is it? Water. It's water. Yeah, I'm a hydro homie, baby. Yeah. What do you like drink? That? I'm drinking a nice Golden Road Mango Cart. Real good stuff. Wow, the whole cart. 
The whole cart. They took the whole cart and they're going to, no, but seriously, listen, we obviously understand that you got to go, you got to subscribe to a whole new feed. It's worth it. We promise this is only going to get better and better each week. This show as we get more and more refined. So make sure you subscribe as we get onto Apple podcasts. We're going to be doing plenty of sweet giveaways, a lot of good merch. Nick is wearing some of it. We had some new Kershaw merch come out. Right. uh, Tatiaga is out, you know, so make sure you get that before he, returns from the IL so you can support him but uh we've got we've got a new segment coming what is it fast we've got a new segment this is this comes straight from the noodle and Nick Pollock and this is called image of the week oh yeah oh this image is fun. of the week image of the week well, what we're yeah. gonna do is we're gonna see a screen cap of a particular event that we saw this past week and this is just an image that stuck out to us that we just love. Um, and the first image that came to mind for me, something that when I closed my eyes at night, this is what I saw. And that was Joe Kelly just putting his hands up to the side after picking. This was fantastic. <laughs> just turning and smiling like, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? I mean, what are you doing? He had some great quotes this week. He's I been on say. fire, man. Yeah. He absolutely would. You know, he was talking about the whole Josh Donaldson things again. He's suspended for one game. He said, I got suspended for eight for making a face. You know, it's unbelievable. unbelievable. Yeah. We were all Kelly this week. Just the way he was like, Donaldson's a jerk. Like, that guy sucks. Look at that face. (laughs) That's that's definitely, there's a, like, all right, let's do this real quick. Top three guys you would like to get a drink with wearing a major league uniform right now. Um, can I say Luke Weaver? Because with our p- talking pitching, awesome. that was the just that was just the deal. I was like, hey man, like this will this will be a blast. I would love to also sit down with Marcus Stroman. I oh what a guy. I a good and one. and uh I mean I'm just gonna do my crush Sandy Alcantara because hi, what's up, Sandy? How you doing? Okay, what's going on. I I would like to I'll say I would like to get a beer with Joe Kelly. No, oh, yeah. I would like to go paintballing with Max Scherzer. Well, that wasn't on uh, the list. I made it up. <laughs> uh, I made it up, and then I would also like to Wait, on um, or against the Max Scherzer. Like, no, no, no. I'm on Max Scherzer's team. Yeah, of course. Yeah, all right. I'm with yeah. you there. Yeah, and then I think I would like to um, go curling with Joey Votto and Scott Chu. Yeah, and Scott Chu. Scott, yeah. yeah, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, of course. Yeah, those are those are good picks. I mean, I okay. didn't know I could not just get beers, but all right, you know, that's fine. You do it's, okay. it's your rules fast. Um, so I've got an image too. I actually put it out on Twitter. Um, but I, I just think it's this is you know, this is Alex Cobb reacting after he allowed a, a home run uh to Pete Alonso. And look at this, look at just this. Like, you don't really think about yourself so much and how you are uh, showcasing to the world. Um, hi, this is me, Alex Cobb. I'm reminded of that improv video of like actors who say a sentence and then make a dance, you know, like motion. Mm. That's what this feels like to me with Alex Cobb. It was glove behind him awkwardly and his, you know, hand by his crotch. Uh, and this whole inning is can be represented in this. Like we had two infield singles. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful job, Eric. What a great two, two infield singles. A foul ball that landed on the line. I literally skipped through it thinking it was a foul ball and it somehow landed on the line. Darren Ruff fell into the netting trying to catch it, which then resulted in a second and third. You get Pete Alonso up the rule of thumb. You throw a breaking ball to the big guy with guys on base. And everyone knows Alex Cobb throws first pitch curveballs. He threw one that's far inside. Well, Pete Alonso yanks it left center field and gone. That pitch ain't coming back. And it's five to two all of a sudden. And, and this is right after it. Just there was your luck gone. You know, all your expected stats, it can be summed up. They're getting thrown out of that glove. Mm. I don't remember who it was that I saw on Twitter. I might have been Justin Mason. No, it was Vlad Sedler responding to Justin Mason where it was like, you want to talk about rough in the outfield. Like it was Darren Ruff does not need to be playing defensive positions because that was a. That 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 attempted yeah. catch that he had was was pretty brutal. But yeah, that, that, uh, this brings up one other thing, Nick. Sure. Uh, Do they have someone named Darren Fairway? I know. <laughs> what was your? Uh, can you? Are there any other home run body languages of note that stick out to you? Because for me, 
the top of all time is still the time that oh, Aaron I think Water it was Rodriguez. David Robertson. David oh, Robertson fully oh. turned into a wacky, waving, inflatable <laughs> star man. You know what I oh, mean? no. No, there's Yasiel Puig's home run in the World Series, and Eduardo takes his glove and slams it into the ground. That was good, but I've never seen a man turn into a liquid. <laughs> like it was like it was like an X Men when he puts his face to the bars and his mm. face starts to bleed so, through the bars because so there he turned is into also water. though a pitcher does this. He does the ah the squat. Which oh you yeah, see me now. You know that one. And it just, yeah, yeah. Ah, they go. We had down. Trevor May do that this year when he yeah. gave up one to one. Nick Pavetta does it all the time. You know? Yeah, I Sorry, like the, the camera crouch. didn't pan with me. Unbelievable. Yeah, I, you, you got to get a nicer camera if, if it's going to be padding <laughs> with you. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. That was. <laughs> yeah, it was the. I, this is why you shouldn't just be listening to the podcast. You should be watching live on Twitch.tv backslash Pitcherlist because it's uh, you're missing out on all this hashtag it's physical live comedy. show, guys. It's a yeah. live show. Hashtag It'll be on YouTube comedy. on the uh, the Pitcherlist channel tomorrow as well. So definitely now, go check that out. That was wild, but it isn't as wild as some of the wild thoughts that Nick Pollock has about baseball each week in and out. Nick, mm. you wouldn't tell Eric and I in the notes yeah. what the wild thought was. I, so here we are waiting with bated breath. What is it? <laughs> I want to. Okay. First of all, I had this segment so that fast and I each like we each have a wild thought for you. And Fast writes in the notes, I truly have no wild thoughts. I have this no wild like the thoughts. Anti, this is like the anti-pickup line. Okay? Hey, I truly have no wild thoughts. I you know nothing. I, 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 I want to challenge you over time. Maybe one week. I'm going to ask you every single week, and you're going to say no. But that one time. You're going to say, yes, I've got it. But you know, I have a thing, wild too, I'm not even, yeah. I'm not even like trying to be stubborn. Like I literally sat on the couch I and I was like, you're just, I'm so you're boring. Void. I'm so by yeah. the book that yeah. I just don't know. Well, well, let me tell you fast. Uh, I want it to be that you have the winners of the division. Now I've thought about this a lot. Oh, I, I wonder, oh, you have something. Oh, I do. You do really. Wow. Okay, great. Amazing. Uh, I, I've always thought, what is the toughest division? Is it the one with the most parody? Or is it the one with the three amazing teams and two weak ones, right? There's an argument to be made because they keep going against each other. Is it always the one that has 102 win teams? Or is it a lot of the ones that are the 90-91? So it's not fair necessarily if you have fewer wins uh, than the other teams, right? But you have a lower C because you just had a tougher division. So in an effort for baseball to say, all right, we recognize this lack of parity and we want the game to be removed from the three true outcomes. If you win your division to determine the number one seed of the league, it goes to the team that collectively struck out the least. And mm. it's showcasing have success without striking out and by putting the ball in play. That's my does, wild thought of the day. Does seed matter? Uh, oh, that's a good question. Maybe you can even award. I mean, I I've talked before. I'm I, I I'm not going to do a wild thought about my ridiculous seeding of like every team above 500 makes the playoffs and then there are buys. I would I would go in so far to say that there would be a buy given to this team. Is that a good thing? Yes. Some I feel like some teams feel like I just want to keep going. I don't want six or seven days off. I feel like that's a fallacy of because the team won, it was the correct thing, but not understanding the probabilities of that team winning or not. Okay. You know, you want to remove all chance of losing in the first round. And I don't sure. believe that the added bonus of the momentum is worth the probability of just not making it to that round in the first place. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. I got you. Right. you, you do you, you how do you me. like this? Do you want this? Do you want this wild thought to come to fruition fast? No. <laughs> no i don't, I don't. either <laughs> I, I want more strikeouts i'm a pitching guy i want to yeah. see the ball flail around and look stupid <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah i i i i don't I, I the only reason i don't is because i don't know if it would necessarily impact strategy enough i think people would be like eh, that's gonna help us win games the most we'll take our we'll take our luck as a second seed mm. yeah okay all right so so what is your wild thought you were excited you made me you made me fully remember 
and it is something that I actually think we should do. Like as a league, I Let's believe go. in what this. Got? It would be difficult, but I believe in it. Okay, I, I, I'm, want, I'm I'm excited. I want a relegation system. Yes. I oh want it. God, yes. I really want it. I want Nick, get your Orioles out of here. You don't deserve Adley Rutschman. Fine by me. I want <laughs> I want five or six expansion teams. Yeah. I want a what a 12 team league that that's a b league right 12 you still have your minor league system or whatever well because you need plenty and the thing is you can still have just like a just like a soccer team you can still have an mlb stadium size because theoretically the point is you're gonna get to the big leagues right you're gonna be able to still get called up so you still want a stadium where you're gonna be able to fill 40 50,000 people or whatever okay Mm -hmm. i but you you can't make it four or five teams you need to make it large enough that you're gonna have a considerable amount of teams that people can play one another okay and that i think is going to be the biggest way to make sure people are not tanking and it's gonna make the end of the season so much more exciting for so many more different so many different clubs uh i just think it would be i love that they do it in soccer i just love it yeah. i love it yeah so so here's one problem and this is the biggest okay. issue i personally have come across when it comes to relegation because i in general i adore it right i just want more competitiveness from player from teams and that's the way you do it the trade deadline will suck then because no team will want to give away something that's legitimately good at the risk of getting relegated and that is tough. The the amazing like Trey Turner, Max Scherzer deals, and Hugh Darvish getting dealt, and Zach Allen and and Jazz Chisholm. I mean, maybe that one. They both felt like they won that one, but you understand what I mean. It makes that day worse. Is that a worthy you know uh, sacrifice? Probably, but there is that element that we can't ignore. It's an interesting it's an interesting thing to think about, right? Because then it's also, hey, we're actually slightly below a 500 team. Should we be trading for someone who's going to keep us up? Or is there going to be like there is right, no but they're way. not going to give them up, though. Who's going to give it up? It's an interesting point. It's a really yeah. interesting point. It's an interesting point. Maybe maybe to get relegated, you have to be bad for two straight years. Oh, that lines. I kind of dig. That's, so if you're going to be a free agent, then you might be able to get rid of it. So you got to get, you got to do it every three years or something along those lines. I don't know, but yeah, I'm all for relegation. Actually, we have a bonus wild thought today. Fast bonus. Bonus. This is from Eric Mira and Eric. I mean, if you want to say you can, I bring this up and we'll, we'll talk about it. It looks like you got a good one. I think if the batter can catch the pitch barehanded without dropping it, they should be allowed to throw it instead of hit it. Well, there you go. From the top of the mountains himself with that lovely echo. If I, so I kind of dig this. So if they can catch the ball that's thrown to them, they can then wind up and throw it into the field for a hit. <laughs> um, Zach Granke's career would have been over years and years ago. <laughs> Jamie Moyer, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just years and years ago. Like just that it would have just been ruined. Maybe, maybe you have to do like three in a row. Uh, and then no, you know, no. something like that. Just the first one. Yeah. No, just the first one. Although knuckleballers are living the dream. Yeah, right. Uh, Yeah, I I will say I've certainly been like served a pitch and like I caught it and threw it back to the guy. I'm like, no, no, don't hit me, please. Like I need a better one. (laughs) That those that brings up an interesting question, Nick. Right now, you are standing at home plate on Yankee Stadium. Oh, what? You've you've uh, Jamie Moyer, uh, um, and if that's the case, you just lost the lead to the Baltimore Orioles, and it's six to five in the top of the eleventh inning. Why would you do um, that? Can't just had to get that in there. Um, you've caught a ball from Zach Greinke, and how far can you throw it? How, how far, far can, can I throw, throw it? it? Yeah, just how like you're asking you in general. How far can I throw a baseball? Right now, how far do you think you could you could throw the ball from home plate? Oh God, my arm is destroyed right now. I don't know. Um, probably like 250 feet. Where Where is that? In the middle? Of like, uh, yeah, it doesn't okay. read. Maybe like it's maybe uh, maybe I can hit the warning track in left field. You I mean, I used to be able. I used, I used to be able to do that. You'd hit the warning track. I used to be able to do that. We used to do like long toss at like 150 feet, and there was always more that we could do. Okay. 
I think I could maybe get to the pitcher's mound. <laughs> no. Okay. No, okay, I can, no. I can Today, get to the outfield. Let me, let me think about this better. Like 150 feet is where we would do long toss. Uh, I remember we would have challenges of like from the 300 foot to try like from home plate, try and throw it over the fence. And I would be able to do it then. But it was still a struggle to do that, you know? So probably, I mean, I would. I'd probably throw like 200 and change. So that's like. Uh, I take the infield grass and like halfway to the warning track, probably. We're probably farther. Okay. We'll find out. One day we're going to find out. One day yeah. we're going to find One out. One day. One day we'll find out when like I'm like, oh, hey, my arm is absolute trash and it's going to be great. We truly had some very wild thoughts, not just from you, but from me and from Eric as yeah, well. Eric's not the only wild thing mm. we have in this uh, podcast. We no. have another wild thing, which is Nick scouting hitters and it isn't just uh scouts honor that's wild there's actually something pretty crazy that happened in this clip that's pretty wild as well so to break it down for us why don't we throw it to uh mr scout nick what is happening how you doing scouts honor here and look at this at bat we're gonna see this looping around this is an embarrassment I, I I cannot believe this. Okay, so you got to understand, this, this at bat starts at 2-0, and you're going to see the strikeout right here. This is the best pitch. I understand. That's okay. Well, let's go and go back to the first one, right? Because I got my notepad. I wrote this down. This is a 2-0 pitch. What are you doing? That pitch is a curveball that you shouldn't be swinging at a 2-0 and starts outside, never gets to the plate, and you're chasing it. I, I, I just don't understand. And then you have the 2-1 pitch where it's up and away, never comes back down. And once again, Marte is jumping out of his shoes. And it's just a problem. It's an indication of this entire season from Kettle Marte. You're wondering what's going on. Strikeout rate is up six points to 22%. You have a swing strike rate up from sub 10% levels. We're talking like 8% to about 12%. The whole thing, oh, swing up to 34%. Look, Kettle Marte, don't swing at that. What? That's just a wrong approach. It's just a wrong mentality at the plate. Huh, it, it's he's lost, guys. I, I don't know what to tell you about Kettle Marte. Maybe he can get it in his head to relax and get back to the, the, the better choices. But right now, I don't I don't have much faith. I mean, this is we're deep in the season now. Spring training is long gone. We're six plus weeks. Kettle Marte is supposed to be better than this. And I remember seeing this before in other bats with like Walker Bueller, for example, and just making the wrong choices and the wrong counts. And uh, oh, not not looking great. And there you go. Scout's honor for next week. Enjoy it. It seems like he very much just got caught guessing, right? Like he was clearly but like. Why, but why guessing at that? I mean, like you can guess and great. If he's totally. guessing, then don't swing at that one. Hmm. You know, there's like no, I, I don't. The only scenario I can see is that at 2-0, he's so on a curveball that he's jumping out of his shoes to hit one because he was right. And you have to be more disciplined than that. Just because you're correct in that one, you get to a three zero count, then you're going to get a fastball. Awesome, even way mm. easier to hit than that two zero curveball that was down and away, right? It's, it's it's those kind of decisions that can make or break a guy because the talent is there. He can crush the ball. His max EV is the same as last year, but Kettle Marte is just making the wrong des- decisions, and maybe it's just a mental think fast thing. But it, it's it's so lost right now, and it's frustrating me. How do, I didn't see the first two pitches. How bad did uh 1-0 and 2-0 miss? Those were fastballs. I uh, that were oh. just way out of the zone and just easy, easy. Oh, yeah. So let's 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 pivot here too and talk about who's this Justin Steele, right? Justin Steele. The I the I that to me encapsulates one of the most exciting things about pitching right oh, now, yeah, which is yeah, a man yeah. who missed with two four seamers and on a 2-0 count says, I'm going with a breaking pitch. Now it's not a great pitch, and as you said, a more disciplined hitter is not gonna swing and miss in that, but that clearly represents an ideological change that I am all about, which is there's no such thing as a fastball count. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on that, man. I think it's I think it's the way to be. It's why you see guys like Hunter Green throw so hard, throw more sliders than fastballs, right? Uh, I look forward to uh, to more discussion on that one, but we don't want to bore the non-nerds, you know? We got baseball. Not, I don't think that's there was no stats or numbers in there. I think that there's okay. I think that's kind of like an exciting okay. thing to think about. Like yeah, yeah, fair the, enough. The yeah. pitching is, is I mean is, sequencing is changing. Sequencing is getting better is what's happening. Mm-hmm. And now you can use fastballs like Shane McClanahan as a surprise pitch as opposed to uh, the thing that they're always setting. It's great. Surprise. Fastball. Ha! Fastball. Ah! Oh my God. No idea. Fastball. 
Fastball! Ah! Oh wow! Oh my god! Um, I'm 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 digging the scouts' honor. Yeah, uh, but I do think that there's also Eric. It seems like you have another question. Yeah, you got another question you, uh, for us. You want to yeah. more Eric? I think I'm all I'm always down for more Eric. Yeah, more Eric is great. All right, guys, where would you build a minor league park tomorrow, and what would be your opening day theme to get fans into the building? Oh, oh good. All right, I, I'm wow. sure you have a place in mind right now. I well, I I want one. Okay, yeah, go ahead. You got it. No, I don't. I don't. So go ahead. I want a minor league stadium that's legitimately in a major city. I don't want to just kind of like where there isn't much baseball. A lot, of, a lot of places where there isn't a major team, they have some sort of minor league stadium. I want one like where Madison Square Garden is, right? I want to make it like the major event that is allowed then to be the ridiculousness, right? So I want to make it so that everybody on, on opening night, if you're wearing a clown nose, you get a free Cracker Jack. That's what just I one, just yeah, just one kernel or one, one peanut. <laughs> That's inside of it. Yeah. That's good. I, I don't know. My original thought was going to be like, fill that terrible void in the Midwest in which there are like literally no uh, baseball stadiums that you could have. Mm. Um, but then I do kind of like your idea of like, like I was watching a video where it was the like a a basketball game that a, a happened on an aircraft carrier. Oh, yeah, um, right. The, like, the college stuff. They did this like tip off tournament. Let's do some insane. like wonky stuff like that. Like where could we I don't know if we could do a baseball stadium on an aircraft carrier. I don't think that answered the question. My, my original answer was like Nashville. I think Nashville would yeah. be a lot of fun. I think maybe my answer is going to be Portland. There was that great documentary, The Battered Bastards of Baseball, about like weird baseball happening in Portland. But, but don't they have the Portland Sea Dogs? Don't they have a minor league stadium there? Oh, maybe they do. But then I but I want to switch it up then and have them be what they kind of used to be, which was like more kind of what the Savannah Bananas are doing right oh, now. Like, that's honestly, so that's so let good. that dude be the commissioner of a league. Yeah. Like, that's that's amazing. The things that they do with like the 70 year old cheerleaders and the uh the the, ba- the banana of the game like the baby banana jake pv pitching with his gold glove is the greatest thing ever that's amazing <laughs> so let's get more opportunities to do that yeah i mean i i'm i'm all for this i, I think this is a, a wonderful pick and do you have a certain theme that you would do what do you mean a theme well yeah, the first night part of the question was not so the place but where or sorry what would be the event for me it was a clown nose and the in the free single cracker jack uh what 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 was your what would be your event that would bring people into the stadium and get them in their seats you gotta get fans oh, in okay. there yeah you got how do am it. i getting fans in there um at one point one fan has to pitch and at one point one fan gets to hit oh man that's and the uh, the other manager gets to Chooses. choose when it is yeah right 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 and so it's, i mean it's gotta be basically loaded because then you'll just do an intentional walk and get a run you know? Does that ever happen? You got it. You got it. Well, yeah, maybe you just want a free walk. Okay. All right. No, no, no. Right, but you know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you're a manager, like, am I going to wait until, like, I'm obviously going to wait until the biggest high leverage situation, but like. Sure. Yeah, right. I, I think that's great. Um, I would absolutely be in the stands there. And But the thing is, so the manager gets to choose who it is, which means that, yeah. I mean, I, I'm too, you know, Mm-mm. I don't know. I got to look like manager- an old man or something. Manager doesn't get to choose who it is. Manager gets to choose when it happens. When? So, okay. So who chooses who it is? Uh, the manager who gets to do it. Like, so like All you right. and I are managing a game and I'm like, mm. uh, okay, Nick has to do something right now. And then you get to choose who that person is. Hey, but, who does that throw it, a fastball? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to make it more complicated, I get one veto. Okay. But if I yeah. do veto... Then you get to do it twice. Mm, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, that's pretty fun. Okay. I think this. I think that. See, that's that's your wild thought. That should have just been. I think once a game that teams yeah. can do that. Yeah, see, you're point. so capable of this. It's you the give yourself so, such a little credit. Oh, it's just man. the pressure. Listen, when you get a week now, when you get a sports Emmy, your mind just <laughs> just thinks different. Just thinks. Wow. Different. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on. We have uh, another wonderful segment. I mean, how could we not do this one? This is a uh, pitch of the week, uh, and 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 fast. I mean, what do we do with this? 
What is this segment well, about? We wanted to break down one particular pitch that we saw that kind of either excites us or, you know, it really can be anything about that pitch, a pitch that we want to see improve, a pitch that we think is really fantastic, mm. a pitch that we're obsessed with. I think you probably went with a pitch that you're currently obsessed with this week, and I went with a pitch that kind of blew my mind this week. So yeah. why don't you go ahead and uh, start with your pitch? What's a pitch that you've been watching, or maybe it's two of them, that you've really been thinking about a lot? Yeah, so I'm cheating. I'm already cheating, okay? And I wore yeah. my NOLA Day shirt because I wanted to support his teammate. Um, and I'm choosing Zach Wheeler's fastball. And he has two of them. Yeah, but which one? It's, it's just so wonderful mm. how they are just just as good as ever. You know, Zach Wheeler's four-seamer has a 16% swing strike rate this year. That's so, so good. That's so good. He's upped its O-swing to 36%. We talked about the velocity of it being down. It's been at 96 recently, not the 97 of last year. But you're seeing all these swing strikes right now. Uh, as he messed around with the Atlanta hitters, like those are four seamers. Now his sinker, meanwhile, is maintaining the greatest thing. He has the highest O swing of any sinker out there, fifty-one percent. Wow. That means when he throws this pitch, half of the time, uh, when it's out of the zone, they're swinging at it. That's crazy. And what you get are these outs, and you get these foul balls as they start on the plate and they go inside righties. He does it like clockwork. It's so, so effective. And I got to say, the strike rates of these are insane. Only Kevin Gaussman's fastball was close to Zach Wheeler's strike rate on his fastball. Uh, 70%, sorry, 80% on Wheeler's fastball is crazy good, especially when you only allow a 227 average on it. Well, that's on the four-seamer and on the sinker. That's a 72% uh, strike rate. Insane. 66% ground ball rate. Only a 15% fly ball rate. Zach Wheeler's fastballs are back again. And I, I think we just really got to push away any notion that he is not an ace anymore. I gave him his ace is going to ace tag this week. Uh, Zach Wheeler is mm, just, just so, it's just so wonderful. And those fastballs are some of the best in the game. That's a good one. Uh, I got a pop. I got a test for you. Oh. How quickly, how quickly can you get a baseball? Uh, give me, give me zero seconds. Go. <laughs> got it perfect great you did it you beat you beat your time so my pitch of the week i was gonna go mm -hmm. with something else but now i'm gonna go ahead and go with this and it's shane mcclanahan's changeup. oh yeah he's right? kind of a he throws it like this right yeah so i saw your, I saw your gif of it it's wild right yeah. i mean like but here's the thing though is is it a maybe oh, no, because no, it's you actually maybe a split one it looks like it's a split, right? So yeah. that's the thing. He's not throwing a circle change because I don't, I, I mean, at least I don't think he's throwing a circle change, but the way that oh, he, the, the, the way that his wrist works on this, I've never seen a splitter that no, does. Okay. No, no, I know what the, I think I know what this is. All right, go I, tell us. Well, I want to see it one more time. I want to see how so, the have you ever seen, Usually ball. when you see a splitter, you see it like the stray hand, right? Where he's kind of like, you know, got that large split going, but I've never seen it kind of on the side of the pit. Yeah. So this is kind of strange. So he's coming out of the side of it like this and mm -hmm. he's rolling over that way, which surprises me. Actually, when I first thought, I thought it would be more like this where he uses his index finger off of the seam. Mm -hmm. I, but then again, that would move in the opposite direction of what it is. So he does want it to, to get this pronation, the pronation. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's doing it like this. So, so just because he's lefty and all, but that's pretty cool. I, it, it's strange. It's, it's, it's not a normal circle. Um, I think he's just trying to get as much as he can turning over, just twisting that way as opposed to the normal uh, one where it comes over like that and trying to re work with the seam shifted wake. Um, so it's pretty, I mean, that that threw me for a loop as well. Uh, but it's not a split because you can see that that's full on coming out like this as opposed to trying to stay down and releasing with the ball to the ball. So I it's a beautiful pitch. I'd be curious to see too. It seems like he's putting a lot of pressure. It sees he's he's applying a lot of pressure both to the inside of his index finger on his left hand and kind of driving the ball through as he pronates with that middle finger, which is kind of fun to see. And then he, what's exciting about this pitch too, the way that it just makes this sharp left turn. I mean, mm. it really is the perfect pitch to the, in this scenario. I believe it's coming to um, Jesus Aguilar here. That yeah. thing looks juicy. It looks like it's coming right towards the barrel of the bat. And he he swings. I mean, it goes right. He, he yeah. looks like he times yeah. up the swing pretty well. Yeah. But he yeah. executes it so incredibly well. And there's a reason why it's his best pitch by now by swinging strike rate which, which is crazy which is, to me because i've been all about the breakers and it's crazy. has embraced this change up and it's done well 
Uh, I mean, I saw tonight Jorge Soler just take one that looked like down the middle because he was just like, I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> you know, he it, thought it would fall out of the zone or it might be a breaker. And it's just like, no, nope, here it is. Strike three. Casey, a bite. Do you know what? You know, he's throwing 133 changeups. Okay. okay. 133 yeah. changeups. Pretty sure. significant. Yeah. What yeah. is the WOBA on his changeup? Oh, the WOBA. Uh, I'm going to say it's 072. Uh, it's less. Oh, wow. What do we got? 29. 29. Just say 29 won't, but you want some Wobbeck at 29 for you. Let's yeah, see. That's, that's just because terrible. I know you were talking about hard contact over 100%. Let's take a look at how many actual balls in play he's allowed off mm-hmm. that changeup. As we go to baseball savant, he's allowed uh, 17. 17 okay. batted ball events on that changeup with a 29 Woba. Oh, yeah, that's a... Uh... Not, not not great for hitters, great for McClanahan. And then, of course, you know, he has a fastball that's improved all of a sudden. And his breakers are amazing. And what do you know? Shane McClanahan is making all of us a McClanahan fan. Go get your shirt at shop.pitcherless.com. Come to the Pitcherless store. Get your McClanahan fan shirts. They're amazing. That's all I got. Yeah. Uh, all right, Nick. We're plug. running out of time here, but we have a few what? segments that we want to get to, especially because we do want to get to that giveaway, too. But we have one thing before mm. we get to the giveaway. Take it away. Okay. All right. So... I uh, fast. We we did this last week. You know, I, uh, we would like to ask this every every week. We can only do the team once, mm-hmm. okay? And I I took this question: Who would win the World Series? And I I mean, it made it easy. It was the Marlins. How could I not? But Sandy Alcantara and uh, Pablo Lopez just being so amazing. I ask it to you this time, and I feel like I know the answer. I know what it's going to be. I wonder what shirt you're wearing. Mm-hmm. You know, who would Alex Fast pick to choose the World Series? But Fast, who is going to win the World Series? The winner of the 2020. Don't say it. Don't say it. World Series. No. Is Don't say it. No. The St. Louis Cardinals. Thank you. Thank you. No. The Baltimore Orioles. No. It is the Baltimore <laughs> Uh, listen, we have to choose a team each week, so it's always going to be the team that I'm feeling pretty good about. And what better time to choose the Baltimore Orioles? Listen, did they mm. just blow a lead in the bottom of the 11th and lose to the Yankees 7-6? to six? Yes, they did. Did they have <laughs> did a great really? win against Aww. the... Yeah, they did. I'm sorry, yeah. you need those. That's okay. you, know, you need those for your morale. That's all right. Uh, sorry, did, they, uh, did they have Orioles, two... I guess. <laughs> did... <laughs> Did they uh, have Eric. two um, walk-off wins against the Rays last week? You bet they did. It's mm. hard not to be excited about Adley Rutschman, and obviously that's the person that I wanted to key in on, right? The biggest prospect in all of baseball just got called up. It wasn't a sold-out crowd in his debut, but it was a really big crowd as we go ahead and take a look at his triple. Yes, triple. Ruled a triple in his debut game. There was a really incredible moment, too, for Adley when he first got called up, and he just stood on home plate. He walked around in a circle and he just took it all in yeah now obviously cool. i love it. he's not really you know hitting like crazy right now he's had like three or four games but yeah, more like subtractly really... rutschman mm, boo can we mute him uh, eric can you mute him uh, i don't think i cut him off when he was talking about who's winning the world series last week um when Adley came up last week, he had his first at bat against Jeffrey Springs and he looked completely nervous. Springs threw, I think, like three changeups or four changeups, and he just looked absolutely out of his element. It just seemed like it was like, okay, maybe the little pressure has gotten to him. He came up in his second at bat. He saw those exact same changeups and he just completely spat on them. Mm. And it was so exciting to see a certain level of composure from a prospect like that who clearly had the jitters in the first at bat and then was fully able to recover in his second at bat. And it showed a certain level of composure composure i've had people say it's one of the best left-handed swings that they've ever seen which is exciting to hear because if he's going to be a switch hitter he's got to be pretty darn good from both sides of the plate now obviously the orioles are well, no i'm actually i'm not even going to give it a caveat they look fantastic right now they're really exciting and it's the beginning of something for the baltimore sure. fan base right we've had I a mean, lot of awfulness I and mean, now it's say- the beginning if Kyle Bradish fix out that cut on his fastball, you know, I think it itself was a little bit too much from Corin Burns's fastball in 2019. Yeah. You maybe lean into that more or figure out making straight again. There's a lot of promise there in that slider. Uh, obviously, Means is unfortunate, but maybe Bruce Zimmerman comes together. And hey, you didn't even mention Grayson Rodriguez, uh, which is a wonderful, uh, hopefully, a, a yellow sun uh, Rodriguez as it shines brightly through mm. the year. 
Uh, and that, I can't wait for that. That could be within the next week or so. Who knows? Hopefully uh, he comes be... out of the pen first. Oh, my Lord. Uh, don't you dare. You don't even <laughs> want that as an Oriole. No, and it won't. You don't gonna at all. They're going to stretch him out. But, you know, I, I, I hope you're right. I hope, you know, baseball is better when teams like the Orioles are successful. It makes mm. fun stories. It makes it a great time. As we watch, once again, the Adley Rutschman triple, which is such a joy. Uh, so good luck. Good luck in your prediction, Fast. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so so now is the time. Uh, we put up the uh, the graphic before. Don't show it again, Eric. We don't want to. We don't want to. We want to reward those that were here at the beginning of the show. If you remember those stats I gave you before about that mystery pitcher from the pitchless player page, put their last name into chat right now. And if you do, you can win a free month of PL Plus. Um, as we do it fast, I mean, I, I do want to say I want to give you a chance to guess who it was. I, I know that. You know, maybe giving away to some of our listeners right now. That's fine. But uh, do you have a good idea of who that picture was? I do. I do think I know who it was. I did not okay. look. I do. Last week, I had a pretty good idea. I did not look. I do think it was Alex Cobb. Mm. And why I think is that? It was Alex Cobb. Um, because you, you mentioned the ERA, which is clearly elevated. No pitcher is getting like, quote unquote, unluckier right now than Alex. Right. Cobb. And the strict differentiation between the elevated ERA uh, in the uh, in the eyes of the or not on the eyes. What am I saying? The strict differentiation between the ERA and the hard contact points me to the fact that this is a guy who's just going to keep getting better. So, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Cobb. All right. Well, before we conclude that one and make sure if your guess is Cobb to put it into the chat, I guess a different one. Well, then put that one into chat. We're going to go to our final segment today. And this is hype of the week. What is this fast? This is the thing that we're most excited about to watch this week with some of these upcoming matchups over the course of the week. What are we looking forward to? What are we going to be tuning in? What are we going to be paying special attention to this week? Yeah, I, I have two things. I have two. I mentioned one before, so I'm not really going to use that one, which is Aaron Ashby getting a proper chance in the rotation. Hopefully he looks good right away because, I mean, we've been excited about Aaron Ashby for a while. Last year, the Boston Pitcherless meetup, after we went to Fenway Park, we're at a restaurant and stuff with everybody. I had to put my phone on the right side of the table as I'm in the corner because I had to watch Aaron Ashby in his game right then because I just was so excited that he was starting. And he hasn't really had that rhythm today or the mm. season, I should say. And now finally with the Peralta injury, there is a silver lining in that Ashby does get consistent starts now. And hopefully that pans out for him. So, uh, so I, so I'm worried for that. But the real thing, I got to say, it was awesome to see Michael Kopech toss 97 plus. Finally, I had my concerns. Yeah. I was, mm, man, seeing Kopech throw 91, 92 after that 41 pitch second inning. I didn't know if you'd see that major man. Even in the previous starts, it was 94, 95. This start was insane. 94, 97.4 on the fastball, breakers for strikes. And I don't know if it was just the uh, the situation, the stage of it on uh, ESPN and Yankee Stadium and all the drama between the White Sox and the Yankees, if he really brought it. And I can't wait to watch the next start. I want to see it a second time. And if he does, ooh. Mm, 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 mm. is it gonna be nice it's gonna be so juicy tasty what is that what's that thing of the the cook that's so tasty that one that i can't wait i hope he doesn't all right cool um uh, it's bringing it's a little callback to what we just talked about but i'm gonna be watching adley all all week right what get out of here i know I want to see that first home run. I just want to mm. see his first home run as a Baltimore Oriole. I don't care when it happens. I don't care where it happens. I just want to see it. It's it's fun to be able to watch a prospect that you've been waiting for a long time for. Oh, you know what's weird? I got a weird tiny little mini story before we wrap up here. Oh, yeah. No one's going to think this is weird. I told my wife this and she was like, why would you even share this publicly? Yeah, of course. What do you got? The day Adley Rutschman got drafted, Chris mm-hmm. and I were on our honeymoon in a bamboo forest in Japan. I ordered an Adley Rutschman jersey that day from Japan. Intense Zoom. Intense <laughs> Zoom. Just to, just to drive it home. Real intense Zoom. <laughs> just to really, just really the full, the full grasp and wait. I didn't believe story. him until the Zoom. Yeah, until the Zoom. The day he premiered, 
I was wearing that Adley Rutschman jersey, and we went to a, a garden with some friends, mm-hmm. and we were in a bamboo forest, and it was beautiful and full circle. Oh, and I go. can't wait to watch Adley Rutschman what? all year. I'm That's I'm amazing. hoping the Zoom what for those watching made you feel as if you were really there inside of the story with me yeah there yeah, it is this, again i really I... want you to feel <laughs> like you are in the, just come closer i got um uh, i have a i have a lot of things to say about this i mean first of all the idea that you went with friends to a garden is to absolutely a garden. A, what normal 40 year olds do and second of all i what happens first fast ali rushman hits his first home run or grayson rodriguez throws his first pitch in the majors Adley hits his first home run. Mm, I'm going to root for Grayson for you. That's fine. It's a win-win for me, babe. Yeah, right. Or maybe that means Grayson's up in August. Okay. I... I think that is going to do it fast. Uh, We did did another episode of the Nick and Pollock... uh, Not Nick Pollock. I'm sorry. Nick and Alex baseball podcast or show. I'm butchering this as I'm trying to get the giveaway up. I got to give away the the people. I got to get the people plus. Who won it? It's Panther Bro 22. I know. I'm not, you know, you've hosted for 300 episodes of On the Corner, right? This is my number two. The Panther Pro 22, congratulations. DM me on Twitter. You get a free month of PL Plus. But that is going to do it uh, for this episode of the Nick and Alex Baseball Show. Thank you all so much for watching on Twitch, 10 p.m. Eastern Time every Tuesday. And those listening, I hope you enjoy the show. But my name is Nick Pollock. I'm Alex Fast, and we'll talk to you guys next week. <laughs>